Welcome to Pensive Series. At the Exponential Finance Conference hosted by Singularity University in New York, I had the opportunity to talk with Peter Diamandis, co-founder and executive chairman of Singularity University. Diamandis counsels the world's top enterprises on how to utilize exponential technologies and incentivized innovation to dramatically accelerate their business objectives. Diamandis is also the chairman and CEO of the XPRIZE Foundation, which leads the world in designing and launching large incentive prizes to drive radical breakthroughs for the benefit of humanity. He attended MIT, where he received his degrees in molecular genetics and aerospace engineering, as well as Harvard Medical School, where he received his MD. This is a short interview, but I hope you enjoy it. So in addition to prizes that you uh, have, like the X Prize, uh, what are some incentive systems that can help big capital intensive innovations make them inevitable? Um, I think uh, the other, another incentive is advanced market commitments. So that instead of, uh, if one were to say, if you build a product or a service that delivers this quality of service, we'll buy 100 million of them. That's effectively a, uh, uh, that's effectively equivalent to an incentive competition, but it's an it's a advanced purchase order. Um, Do you have any examples? Of like people who are already doing something, um, we're working on this with X Prize right now. We're uh, working on getting advanced market commitments for the Qualcomm tricorder coming out of the X Prize, um, and uh, uh, <coughs> so can you, Max? Yeah, can you here. can you talk to my sister for a second? Sorry. Also, robots with Lowe's potentially. What's that? This question, fellow robots and Rose could potentially be good, or uh, Lowe's could be a good example. Uh, so where are we, downstairs? Uh, tell her just me in the lobby and I'll here. find her. I got it. Okay. Great. Yeah, so some examples of um, Some examples of which? Of alternative incentive systems like the X price. Um, so, again, the, the notion of, uh, uh, I mean, we have, uh, we have, uh, we're talking to some large companies right now that are in the healthcare industry that say if the teams resulting from the Qualcomm Tricorder X Prize are able to build a device that can diagnose 15 disease states better than a board certified doctor, uh, would we, would you be willing to make an advanced market commitment to buy? you know, a hundred thousand or a million of these. Uh, and you would win the money, but more importantly than winning the money of the prize purse is uh, the winning of a large purchase order to manufacture these products or services. Okay. And what do you think is stopping the next generation of breakthrough companies from occurring? What's, I don't think there's much of anything that's stopping yeah. them. I think uh, we're seeing that. I think the rate of innovation is increasing. I think the number of companies trying bigger things is increasing. I don't think there's any roadblocks per se. There's capital available, technologies available. The number of the marketplace is increasing. And what's the best way to learn first principles thinking? Uh, I think first principles thinking is really important. Uh, I write about that in my last book. Um, I think it's uh, uh, 
it comes from the type of type of training that makes it easiest is being an engineer, uh, being a physicist, uh, really understanding and asking the question about okay, at its most fundamental level, what are the constraining factors here? What do the laws of physics tell me, or what does uh, what do mathematics tell me? Um, you know, we teach exponential thinking at Singularity University in our graduate program and our executive program. Okay. And what, like, this is sort of a Peter Thiel question, what important truths do you believe in that very few people, or that Wall Street sort of disagrees with you on it? Um, that, uh, that very few things are truly scarce, uh, that we can turn almost anything from scarcity into abundance. Um, okay. uh, and that there are great business opportunities in doing that. And you're very optimistic, but is there anything you worry about or negative implications that will sort of that might happen from this exponential growth? Um, I think uh, the biggest challenge I see is uh, is attempts at government regulation uh, that will cause a lot of uh, uh, a lot of premature battles before products and services are matured. Um, I think uh, we're the type of change we're going to see coming are going to threaten a lot of of the incumbents, uh, and they're going to put up roadblocks. Yeah. And so, within fintech, what kind of information do you think can be leveraged to help um, consumers and, like you know, average people the most? I think all of our all of our data. I mean, you're wouldn't it be great if um, if there was an AI that understood your desires and wants, with, even if you didn't verbalize it, that you know um, your ability to uh, have your desires and intentions um, uh, materialized. Um, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just do you have yeah. time for three yeah, more yeah. questions? Okay. Um, so besides your book, what is a book that you would require the president to read to understand this technology revolution? Oh, I think uh, I think the book that I read that got me really focused on doing this was uh, was Ray Kurzweil's book, The Singularity Is Near. Okay. But that did a, a great job of giving people an overview of uh, the convergence of all these technologies. And then you often say you, you get what you incentivize. Yeah. Um, how do you know what to incentivize? I think you incentivize your desired outcome. Uh, it's like, what do you want to see? Do you want to see uh, employment? Do you want to see higher standards of living? Do you want to see, what is it, you know, so being clear what you desire is the first step. And what's a change in your mindset when you look back at your life that you think was pivotal for, for your success and how you developed? That's a good question. I think um, the notion that hard work could overcome most obstacles. Okay. And you always and you always say that uh, one has to become aware of your biases and we're in a way like an operating system. Yeah. Is there any like ritual or habit that you uh, would recommend so like you can be more aware of your biases? Yeah, I think when enough people tell you something, uh, it's it's okay to actually take a moment to uh, evaluate why they're right or, or why they're wrong. Um, 
and to and I mean the beautiful thing about the world we live in today is our ability to constantly pivot to um, to do an experiment, gather the data, uh, and then modify based upon what you learn. So it's constant iteration, um, and I think that's yeah. that's for me my uh, uh, my what's driven my life. And the last question, yeah. if you could give your younger self advice, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Oh, wow, great question. Um, I think early on it's really uh, do something uh, because it's my passion and, and not what my parents or uh, my teachers are telling me to do, follow my heart. Um, uh, and I think, I mean, that's the most important most important thing, doing something driven by my passion more than anything else. Thank you for listening and see you next time.